Hey everybody, welcome back to the Financial Freedom Show. My name is Rob Berger. Today we're going to talk about uh, index fund investing and why to be a successful one. You have to be willing to be a loser. I know that sounds crazy. You're probably thinking the title is just clickbait. It's an actual very serious issue and it's come up a lot in comments to past videos and it's why I want to talk about it today. Before I get to the topic though, I am attempting to live stream this uh, to both YouTube and Facebook. I have absolutely no idea if this is successful. I'll find out after the fact. Uh, so I'm using new software. And so if this, like, I don't know, completely bombs, well, my apologies. That's what I'm trying to do. Uh, I am going to be going live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern time where I'll discuss a topic and then it'll be a bunch of Q&A. Uh, I did it last uh, a couple of days ago last week. And we were on for almost two hours. Great questions, a great group of people. Um, so I think it was several hundred people joined. So that's on Thursdays. This is not a Q&A live stream, uh, but it's testing all of the software and whatnot that I'm using. So we'll see if this is a big fail. All right, on, on to the topic. It came up. I want to read you a comment by a viewer. And I think the comment was perfectly fine. Uh, from a viewer named Michael. And he said it, it was in response to uh, a video on ARK Innovation, which if you're not familiar, it's an ETF uh, run by Kathy Wood, who has become very well known in the investment community. And last year it returned, I want to say 144%. I may have that number wrong, but it was just uh, you know an outrageous year. It was crazy. Not doing so well this year. Uh, you know, not doing awful, but compared to the market is, is, is underperforming the market this year. Last year was incredible. And so in response to my video, uh, Michael had this to say. He said, I quadrupled my money in ARK as one of her ETFs, uh, ARK Innovation, in a year and a half and doubled my money in the other ARK funds, just saying. And uh, good for him. That's phenomenal. I don't know if he's still in those funds or not. Uh, good question for him. Uh, but that's a phenomenal return. I'm, I'm happy for him. That's terrific. And I'll be honest, I hear that a lot. Because those folks that, that watch my channel and subscribe to my newsletter, and by the way, I'm pushing this out to my podcast, The Rob Berger Show. So if you prefer a podcast, this will be live on the podcast, and you can subscribe to that. Folks know that I am, by and large, an index fund investor. 80% of our portfolio is passive, low-cost index funds. And so they love to tell me how much they made on Dogecoin or Bitcoin or ARK or this stock or that stock. And... Um, it really, it made me realize that there are some folks that really find it hard to hear that. I personally don't. Maybe it's because I've invested a long time. And the reality is you have to learn to, to not be number one. You're never going to be number one year in and year out as an index fund investor. If an index fund, let's put it this way, if an index fund were in high school, it would not be the captain of the football team. Or, the, or field hockey, or pick your sport. It wouldn't be the king or queen of the prom, uh, which makes you want to sing a Billy Joel song, but I'll spare you. It wouldn't be the popular kid. Uh, and, and But here's the thing. Uh, in high school, I'm going to use this analogy. Whoever's the popular, the king and the queen of the prom, the captain of the football team, you know, every couple of years, it changes, right? It's never the same person, or at least not for more than a couple of years. It's someone different. And it's so true with investing. You know, last year it was ARK Innovation. That was, the, that was the one everyone was talking about, among other things. This year, yeah, it's kind of fallen out of favor. Maybe she'll turn it around. Who knows? 
uh, but they're not consistently number one. It just doesn't happen. I remember back in the day, it was Leg Mason Value Trust, a fund run by Bill Miller, just like Kathy Wood, really smart person, good investor. He had an incredible run, 15 years beating the S&P 500. And I invested in that fund for a while. But eventually I learned, you know, you're not, you just can't be the king or the queen of the prom forever. Eventually you pass that to someone else. And it's true with investing. And so what I've come to learn is this. If you're an index fund investor, and we'll just take the, an S&P 500 index fund as an example, you are never going to be number one. Never. In any given year, you won't even be close, whether you want to compare it to individual stocks, whether you want to compare it to cryptocurrencies, whether you want to compare it um, to other ETFs like last year's Kathy, Kathy Wood, uh, Wood's ARK Innovation. You're not going to be number one and you're not going to be close. Um, you, won't be, you won't be at the end either. You're going to be somewhere in the middle, certainly compared to stocks. If it's an index that covers the, you know, an entire market, you know, it's going to be an average. It's going to be a weighted average, but it's going to be an average. Um, there's always going to be investments that outperform you on a year-to-year basis, and you have to be willing to accept that. If that drives you absolutely crazy, if you look over and see the Bitcoin uh, crew, the crypto crew, I guess, you know, or the stock pickers or the options trading, that's big on YouTube, YouTube options trading, or the penny stock investors, there's always going to be someone who hits something big. And you're, you're going to know. You're not going to have to look for them. They're going to find you because they're going to want to tell everyone, you know, this incredible thing that, that, that's happened to them. And in many cases, it is. In some cases, it may even be life-changing and good for them. Uh, you know, if you've had a life-changing investment in Bitcoin, I just hope you've, you know, uh, maybe gotten out or at least enough so that you can actually allow it to, ch- to change your life. But that's always going to happen year in and year out. And we have to learn to, to accept it. And I've found that, that it becomes difficult for, for one of two reasons. Uh, one is it, it's hard for us to evaluate our own lives with what, with what Warren Buffett calls sort of an internal scorecard. We use the scorecards of others. We use our coworkers who tell us about how they're making a killing in this investment or that investment, or maybe it's the brother-in-law at Thanksgiving or the neighbor. And we, we, we find it hard to be left out of that. That can make it difficult. The other side of it can be internal. It can just be, I'll use the word greed, but I don't really mean it in a, in a pejorative sense. But it just drives us up a wall that other investments are making more money than our stupid index fund. And we want to be part of it. Maybe we don't care about what other people think. Uh, that's good, uh, to a point anyway. But it drives us crazy uh, on the inside. And we have to learn to deal with uh, those emotions. Because here's the deal. While passive low-cost index fund investing will always be the loser year in and year out, and by that I simply mean there will be other investments that outperform either an individual index fund or your portfolio as a whole, whether you follow a three-fund portfolio or whatever, there's always going to be investments on a year-to-year basis that outperform you. However, when we look at a decade at a time, there are going to be very, very few that outperform a low-cost index fund portfolio where you buy and hold. You're not selling in and out based on market timing or, you know, this year growth looks good, so you run to that kind of index fund, and next year value looks better, so you run to that one. 
you buy and hold and you stick to it, over a decade, you're going to be the winner, right? Uh, certainly over 20 years, the odds that any other investment or investment strategy will outperform the buy and hold index fund investor are, are slim to none. So here's the thing. In high school, we might not have been in the popular crowd, but when we go back for our 20-year, or in my case, it's, I don't know, 35-year uh, reunion, uh, you know, we're the, we're the folks at the, at, the, at the high school reunion. We're like, everyone's like, I don't really remember you. Did you go to high school here? Yeah. Well, what do you do? Oh, I'm retired. What do you do? Right. See, now that's where you want to be. So uh, I've seen a lot of comments, folks talking about how they've made a killing in this or that. And that's great. I'm happy for you. And I hope you use that, that quadrupled return wisely. But if you are listening to that and those sorts of things drive you up a wall and you feel like you're missing out, my message to you today is you got to think long term and long term. It is very, very, very unlikely uh, that an investor will outperform uh, a low cost index fund portfolio. Now, I mentioned the key is buying and holding. Even within index funds, there are folks that can't sit still. They run off to emerging markets and they run off to REITs and then it's low cap, small cap value and they don't stick to one portfolio. And, and that really is critical. It's not that you can't ever make some changes and sometimes it, it makes sense to, but by and large, you gotta, you gotta have a portfolio and stick to it. I've made some changes as I move towards retirement. Again, sometimes some changes make sense, but they should never be because you're chasing performance that, you know, this year value is doing better. So you run to that. And next year growth seems to do better. So you, you run to that. That's where problems set in. And here's the thing. And I'll bring this, this live stream to a, a conclusion. Um, I've gotten a lot of videos where folks will ask me, is it okay if I take some of my portfolio and do something crazy with it? <laughs> and what's crazy? Well, it might be crypto. Uh, it might be options trading. Uh, maybe it's, you know, picking individual stocks, things that, you know, uh, the bogleheads and passive uh, index fund investors would say you shouldn't do. I actually think it's absolutely fine to do that. If you have an itch that you need to scratch uh, and you're going to take, I would say, no more than 10% of your portfolio, but maybe it's 5% or whatever, and you're going to pick individual stocks because you enjoy it um, and you, you can afford it. Um, and it helps you. Here's the thing. It can help you stick with your, your overall investment plan. If going 100% index funds is just going to drive you crazy and cause you to end up doing maybe less than wise things with your portfolio, it may be that taking 5 or 10% and trading options, if that's your thing, uh, investing in some Ethereum, if, if you like that, you know, whatever, or in my case, investing in individual stocks, because that is what I did, um, I think that's okay. And if it helps you stick to your overall investment portfolio, all the better. And um, so I think that's perfectly great. Now, in my case, I had some success with that. And um, if you do, all I would suggest is you don't let it go to your head. Because my individual stocks now account for 20% of my portfolio. Why? Because they've crushed the S&P 500. And you might say, well, wait a minute, Rob, sounds like you're doing what, doing what you didn't want other people doing. I got lucky. I invested in Apple stock. The only reason I've really beat the S&P 500 with my stock portfolio is because of Apple. That's it. 
It's as simple as that. I bought it in 2013, 2018, 2019, and it just as likely will not repeat itself. I think Apple's a perfectly good company. I'm happy to own its stock, but I could just as easily underperform the stock portion of my portfolio over the next 10 years, and, and that wouldn't surprise me at all. And that's why, although it's grown a little bit beyond the 10%, I'm not adding to it, at least not in any significant way. So if you need to do that because you enjoy it and it's just something that you know is important to you, I think that's perfectly fine. But at the end of the day, I think the lion's share of our investments should be low-cost, uh, passive index funds that we buy and we hold for as long as we possibly can. And we just have to recognize that in any market, there's going to be someone doing something that's going to outperform us. Always, always, always. It's just going to happen. So we, we need to embrace the loser, so to speak, in each of us. And we all have some of that, right? And recognize long term, we're going to come out ahead. In fact, you know, some, some talk about index funds as being average. It's the average return of the market. But the reality is it may be the, the average of the index that, that a fund is tracking, but it is above average when compared to how investors actually perform. Because study after study after study shows that investors don't actually earn the average market return because of market timing and paying excessive fees to probably the, the most significant reasons. So actually, uh, an index fund portfolio doesn't give you the average return when compared to other investors. It actually, you know, gives you above average. So there you go. That's my message for today. I don't know. I felt that someone needed to hear it. Maybe I just needed to hear it for myself. I don't know. But it's important um, as we hear people talking about all these kinds of investments, particularly in the frothy market that we're in right now, outperforming. There'll always be something that outperforms. So there you go. Hope you have a great day. Remember, there will be that live stream Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern time. Until then, remember, the best thing money